Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do a live on a Thursday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. I'm merely Bo. He is the great Z. How you living, buddy? I'm great. I don't even have to look through the clouds. No, there, to think there of the aren't sun. any. There aren't any. The sun's just right there on this beautiful day. Just washing over all of our blessings. I'm just so, yeah, so many Thursday. blessings. Had a, a lovely dinner last night at nice. the house. At the homestead. At the homestead with uh, lovely. El lovely. Boots and Arden and big Miss Kay. And, for Big B. That's right. It is a big weekend coming up. And, so, and uh, of course, the great Pedro and Sue. So we had a lovely time last night. Played some pool. After dinner, my it, hunch is that Pedro's good at pool. Night one, surprisingly good. Since then, not. Oh, I felt like he would be someone who back in back in the old days, the swinging. I 70s, feel like he, he could have. Yeah, he was hustling some people for some pool. It I feel like most people of that generation. I don't know if it was pool. like the Paul Newman movie or what it was, but like people like were good at pool from that age. Like of all my friends, Dad's Big Lou was the pool. Guy. He was like it. we never had a pool table in the house or anything like that. It just feels like socially that's what people did. They would go to bars, pool play pools, pool hall. Yeah, pool or darts, yeah, darts. something like that, oh, and you'd go be – I'm terrible at all the bar games. I guarantee What? You, oh, terrible. Yeah, not good at any of them. I guarantee you, Gibby crushes. You have to crush all the – look at the smile. Zagur and I are pretty formidable together. Yeah, we dominated on the pool which, tables together. On pool? Yeah. yeah. I'm a darts, very good pool. darts player. Yeah, darts I'm, – I'm, um, I'm fine at darts. I don't play – I played a t- – after college, there was a, a pub called Rosen Crown in Atlanta. Yeah. And we would go there, and this is a long time ago before science warned us of the dangers of such things, but we would pound Red Bull vodkas oh, and sure. play and throw darts like all night, and that's how I'd make all my drinking money. I was I, – I got to the point where I was quite formidable at darts. I believe that. I could hit I what I want, what I needed to hit. Well, I needed to hit it. Gibby, what's your uh, strongest bar game? I, I love playing darts. Yeah. I, I like darts. Dude, we got to go throw some darts together on the Beer road. Pong. Beer pong. Beer yeah. pong, well, obviously. Um, I am fantastic, as I displayed Saturday night. My ability on the tabletop shuffleboard game. Oh, oh that's a good game. I Miss love K is, shuffleboard. Miss K is great at that. She has a, That's like the one we have down there? Yeah, she has a real oh, touch. Oh, I, I love the shuffle. Every time That's I my walked first run by the thing. offensive lineman playing a couple of years ago, I was like, I'd own every single one of you. Yes. Um, <laughs> that was when Petonio I, and Teller were doing it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, a couple of years ago, uh, the former head of our department, Paul Taylor, and I mm-hmm. set up shop at an NFL combine. Uh, at a tabletop. We proceeded to run it for three straight hours. Wow. Jeez. From five feet away – Watched Mike Tomlin, and at one point, I might have had a few Red Bull vodkas myself. Oh my god! And I looked over at Mike Tomlin. I said, "Would you like to get beat by Cleveland tonight?" Oh Come baby! Come on over. And Tell he just laughed at me. Put that and on was a like, T-shirt. Who are you? <laughs> Don't you worry about who I am. Don't worry about it. You'll I'm know soon enough. Cleveland is going to beat you. That's yeah, who I am. Exactly. I'm, wanna, I'm yeah. going to oh, represent this city. Cram it down your throat tonight. The one game that I was never good at that it's I it's not a bar game per se, but kind of in the same genre was foosball. I was never good at foosball. Okay, I was just gonna ask that to the, to the to the panel. I don't know anybody who's good at foosball. Oh, I had plenty of you dudes played, in my fraternity okay. were maybe they were elite. Every insane. time I see and they're like doing something and I'm like 
Eh, too many. Awful. Like, I don't know. You move it over and then you do this. We I had, don't know. I feel like you can never get the right size ball with a lot of them. Like, the ball's either too big or too small. Like, there's oh, no, always there the dead spots. Like, I'm sure there are people who are great at it. Really just, good. I've never Where they can kick anybody. it from there on the same line. They can kick it from the outside over, to the inside and then smoke it. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of two-on-two two foosball played in my fraternity house. We had a ping-pong table as well as a pool table. Those were my two areas. I was never good at the... No, the no. foosball, yeah. I, I, foo- I'm not coordinated enough. The I don't only, know why, but I wasn't. I was bad. Apparently, at, me neither. Pretty much average to bad at all of them. There was a fantastic bar um, called Red in Missoula, Montana, that had hoops. And that was when like I, the first shot? time I walked in there, yeah, it was a papa shop, oh but God, it was like, yeah. but it was a 10 foot rim. Full. Yeah, that's it. So it was two of them next. And nice. so you'd pay for that and like play. And that was like my eyes lit up, like, oh, okay. So, All right, pool kids, who would come like on over come here. Come on over come here. Come over to here. Let's so, see how we do here, boys. At Emory, the most famous bar was Maggie's, and it was in a strip mall, and it was like a total college dive bar. And basically everybody, you could get in there, and everybody had a great time, yeah. and it was, it was awesome. Two stores down is kind of when you transition, like when you were like a junior and you're like, all right, I'm not necessarily going to Maggie's all the time now. There was Famous, which was a sports bar, huge sports bar. The front was like all pool tables and tables and TVs. But in the back, they had exactly what you're describing, a second bar, and they had four, two sets of two Mm -hmm. Papa shots, full size. Full size. Full size balls, full size shot. Yep. And I would live back there oh, you just, and make like, all what, the money. I would go, I'd be like, time. they'd be like, what do you guys want to do? And I was like, famous. What do you want to do tonight? Famous. What do you want to do tonight? Famous. Get back there. Let's get back there. See what this and let's go have, here. yeah, let's have a good time. Oh, yeah. That's the a, only, my only chance. I mean, the pool, I would, I'm fine. And I'm, I'm pretty good at pool. Are you? Yeah. My, uh, my wife's dad is like Minnesota fats. Good. Oh man. Like can run anything. Yeah. Just ridiculous. So I I'm, don't know how you pull it off, but he did. You know who's going to be – who's going to – and I told her, I said, this is going to serve you well in college when you're, like, going out and you're trying to impress somebody and you all of a sudden get out, like, Arden is good. At pool? Yes. Yeah. Quite. Yeah. Well? Quite. Genetics. And she's a lefty. <laughs> I shoot pool lefty. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, lefty. Do you do anything else lefty? Nothing. Well, then maybe you should shoot pool righty and you'd be better. Feels odd to me. I don't know why. I aim – You do one – I feel like I what you're saying right now is act. Odd. That is a little strange. Literally, one act with my left hand, and it's pool. That's it. I don't know why. Just felt natural to me to play to do it that way. That's so strange. It is. I don't yeah. even know how to. I don't even know how to feel about that. I don't know I don't how to know. get my head around it. I don't know how it happened. My grandpa had a pool table, like a bumper pool table, which was that's a lot of fun. Can I give you a guess? I'm gonna. Maybe you're like Phil Mickelson. Maybe you watched him and you were mirroring him, so you would be on the outs. He'd be shooting, and so you'd be Could matching be. it, and so you had to be left-handed. Maybe I should have tried golf lefty. Phil Mickelson. Clubs would have been a pain, though, at that point. Um, all right. In terms of where we are, we're back at practice today. Sunday, we head to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Denzel Ward was asked today if he'll play Sunday. Yes, sir, is his response. Says yes, he can't sir. wait to get back on the field. That is good and welcome news, my friend. It's wonderful news. It's a real delight. It's great. Get him back. You know, hopefully we'll get uh, MJ Emerson back today as well from his illness. And then, you know, Greg's able to was able to get through the game with the oblique. No worse for wear. He practiced yesterday. Good. We need to be healthy. This team, the more I've do- kind of gotten into it, and we'll get into it later on, this team is – they're doing thing, historic things. Historic things. It's so, a – here's, yeah. here's one for you. Only six quarterbacks – have ever in NFL history okay. 
averaged more than nine yards per attempt and had a quarterback rating of greater than 115 in the first nine games of the season. Only three people have ever done it for a full season. Okay. Two is now the sixth to do it through nine games. The other five, Patrick Mahomes, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, all won MVP that year. This is the conundrum of Tua because you look at what is accomplished statistically, you look at the way that he wins, and you say to yourself, this is an elite quarterback because statistically it is, and from a result standpoint it is. He's one of his last seven starts, right? So all of those things. And yet when you watch them play, you go, you can't help but say, oh, my gosh, can you imagine if this was fill in? The blank, right? So, how many people that would they trade him for straight up right now? Like quarterback to quarterback, uh huh. Just like this team calls and says, "We'll do it." Mahomes. Let's just go through. Allen, yes. Mahomes. Nobody else in the AFC East. Uh, Lamar, yes. Burrow, yes. Deshaun, yes. Uh, no, no, no. Pittsburgh, uh, nobody there. Nobody. Jack Lawrence feels like yes. Okay. Um, nobody at Indy. Nobody at Houston. Uh, not Russ. Mahomes, yes. Herbert, yes. Carr, no. Carr, maybe? Carr, no. No. Probably until this year, yes. Dak, yes? Probably. Uh, nobody Giants. I don't, not Hurts, I don't think. Yeah, Hurts. I don't know. I'm not ready there yet. Feels like He's better than Tua. He, yeah. We'll see. We'll see on Okay. That. But that's borderline. Fields? Okay. Eh, uh, similar to Hurts. Not yet. Um, no, not Goff. Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. Cousins. Probably. Nobody in Atlanta. Nobody Carolina. Nobody New Orleans. Brady, they tried. Kyler, yes. Healthy Stafford, yes. Nobody in San Francisco. Nobody in Seattle. It's 12 guys, 13 guys. What do we end up with? Yeah. Something like I that. I lost count. Yeah. I've got all these pens. You do have a lot. It's a lot of color coding you're doing. Yeah. A lot of color coding. I need a, I need a better green. But I can't find one. We've well, got two there. You've got a. Well, this that, is a highlighter. I need a green. I need no. a green felt. Oh, you know what? I've got some of those. You have some greens. I do have some greens. Stop it. No, I do. Right now. Let me see. Here, live. I definitely have green felts. If you have right, a green, what color do you want? I, I have them at home. I need a green. What color? I mean, that's Kelly. What color Just do you this, want? Any green. You want that green? I'd prefer. Or is like that one green. dying out? This one's dead. Oh, so you just need a green one? Yeah, because look, look at look yeah. at how bad I'm like I working see. so hard. All right, yeah, I got. Uh, you got green. I'm gonna set. Can a Jay not help you? Not with green felt. They don't have these anymore. They there was a time where we there were. There was a time when this was all we had. Oh, here. baby, we were, were the living felt. the yes. felt living tip the dream. dream. Remember, these are the I'm favorite like, pens. I'm that the man who of Pedro can get anything. Can't I learned that. about these pens as a child from Pedro. We would make books. Uh, from we'd play like he'd play Stratomatic and we'd have yeah. like leagues and these were the official stat pens. If you are of our age, a man, you're forty, yeah, and you attended schooling, this was the pen with which you were graded. The red version of this, this right, you mean this, this that you looking for this, that guy, yeah, this guy, right that there. was the grading pen That's right, right there. And every once in a while, they would mix in a green. I do remember a green every once in a for while positive. as a it was positive. The yeah, the comments a lot, but well, these green were, is positive on here. This That's is it. a this is a thing. This is an invention right here that has not changed in my life. Nope. The packaging has not changed. Medium. Yep. Nothing. The business colors, and you can't even. I was looking on Amazon. I couldn't order a business color four pack to get just to get a green, or to even to get greens until like early December. I've got a green for you. I think I've got green in like five shades. Bring them all. 
Someone who came up with that idea is living their best life in a. This is the classic pack right here in Destin, Florida, probably. This is the classic best, pack. You're exactly right, and I like your name drop on the place. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's what Destin. you get. Destin. Yeah. Well, I think they, maybe they're going to try to make their way over to Rosemary Beach. They could anywhere in between on 30A. Everybody wins there. Um, yeah, that's it. I've got the. I got a bunch of them, man. I think because I've seen you pull a maroon out, a wine colored one recently. Yeah. No, that's another blue. Well, blue's the blue's the best. It's such a perfect blue. Black. Yeah, you got okay. Blue, black. Oh, there you go. There's your maroon. Yeah, There's I like maroon. that. That's a little nice. wild. I'll call that a nice Pinot Noir. Yeah, let's see. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Yeah. That's a good one. That's almost like All an right. old world. That's like a Chateau Saint Emilion. You said it, brother. Yeah, a little, a little blood, a little. You know what else is great lust. about these? Unlike, and I like a sharpie as much as anybody, but I find that the sharpie, the point goes so quickly. Not with these babies. Dr. Z. And it doesn't have a bad smell. Also valid. It's yeah, like, this is it. It's the perfect writing instrument. You can make just absolute. It's it's beautiful. It doesn't bleed. I'd even. No even, bleeding. There's no bleeding. No bleeding. Look at that. Nothing. Not a single bleed. The, they have the perfect amount of ink look dispersal. At it. Look, at it. it's beautiful. Yeah. It is. It's but look the at best. how this green is struggling. I mean, I'm working so hard. All right, I got you. Right. I got you on the green. This is pen. so exciting. I spent time on the Amazon app yesterday, I've got and they have everything. You can get everything same day. I'm pretty sure I've got four different greens. One, two, three. So I'm going to take care of you. You're going right. you're gonna, to you're gonna save one me. for yourself. Make a nice transaction. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what. I'm going to trade you All right. a BMW X5 <laughs> for four green pens. Wave to the luminaries. Oh. Yes. You're going to trade me an X5. That's right. It's right out in the lot. Right out on the lot. You're gonna have now. You're gonna need to get a back window. Window included or not? You're gonna yeah. need a back window. Yeah. No, it's as is. We like to use that in the business. Is it a as is? <laughs> Do I have to worry about? You know, I gotta go get it though, right? Like you're not gonna deliver it to me. I need a yeah, tow truck. No, and I'm not sure that it moves. It'll move with a tow truck. I'm not sure. I think that'll work for sure. I think you got a chance on that. Um, all right, I'm in. Let's do it. Let's we'll op- I'll get I'll get to work on a tow truck operator. Deal. You got yourself a deal. You got a date. Let's go. You got a date Wednesday, baby. You got a date first Friday, baby. Amari Cooper uh, also agreed with Jacoby Brissett, who was available earlier this week, that there was a different type of energy before the Bengals game. Joel Batonio followed up. It was our most energetic game. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, Gibby. Like, you know, sense of urge. I don't. I never like that. I don't like that either. I, I, don't, I don't like those kind of comments. Of I don't know if it's just sometimes like the media asks questions and you feel you just have to say things. So like, what are, are you being led to this? Like, hey, you know, they said there was a different type of energy on Monday. Well, let. I mean, it was Halloween. It's at home. It's arrival right, yeah. at night. Of course, that's going to have a different energy. But my hope would be that the preparation for every game would be the same. I mean, that's what we're is preaching all the time around here. So I would hope that that would be the case. So I, I try not to read too much into this stuff. I'm starting to get to the point, guys. I don't know where you guys are on this. That so much of the back and forth, it's almost there's, we have a whole generation of people who don't want to – Mike. that's why we love Mike McDaniel so much. Or you love like the SEC college coaches like Leach and Kiffin and, and those guys that have like these big personalities. Um, because so much of these guys have been media-trained – to where they say so little. I'd like to just hear what people have to tough. say. I would too. I, you know, but it, what's the benefit for them for that? Right. You know, the juice would, isn't worth if, the squeeze. If someone talking 
is what you're going to use to fire yourself up to play yeah. in a game Not great. that you make millions of dollars? Come on. Come on, man. Forget about the bulletin board material. Go yeah. play. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have like, a problem with that. Like, just talk. I like what you're saying. Yeah. Not that it's ever going to happen. but Well, we talked about this with this team, you know, and, and I think one of the big things that will happen when we get to that, I can't, that I'm very interested to see other than just to see him play is let's remember this because we talked about, you know, how our best players are quiet by nature. They're not yes. follow me to freedom Correct. guys, beat their chest, yell, you know, getting people. That, there's a million different types of leadership. We just don't have those like alpha male guys lead as our best players. And sometimes that's helpful if you do. Um, Jarvis was that. He was that type of guy. Yes. Um, I'm curious to see what Deshaun Watson's style of leadership is because Deshaun Watson at Clemson was among the best leaders in college football in the last 25 years. Yep. A whole program followed that guy to its first national championship. Yep. And the same would be said of his time in Houston. So we don't know Deshaun very well. Haven't gotten to see him much, but we will. And I'm curious to see what his style is on that. Like, do how my hunch is people will gravitate towards him that he will have a gravitational pull. I think you are exactly right. And I think he has one already. I think that he's the combination of he's a good leader. He relates to the guys very well. And then everybody knows he absolutely can back it up. You know what I mean? That's, and that's what I think people want. That's what they're looking for. And he's got all of that. He's got that in spades, brother. In spades. It feels like it. Yes. It most certainly does. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of Amari Cooper, you go one-on-one with him. We will have that coming up next. Hey, Browns fans, you can enter for a chance to win season tickets for the 23 season from Sugardale and your local Meyer. Two lucky fans will have a chance to compete on the field at halftime on November 27th for the ultimate prize. Oh Text Browns to 55678 to enter today. Z and Amari up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back to Cleveland Browns Daily. Very happy now to be joined by the Browns' leading wide receiver, Amari Cooper. Amari, good to see you. How was the bye week for you? The bye week was cool. You know, got a lot of time to rest and, you know, get away from football. So, um, you know, had that little hiatus. Now we're back, you know. You come... You went into that hiatus coming off of another great game at home. You scored in every game at First Energy Stadium this year. And even go back to Dallas, it's eight straight home games where you've scored. What's so great about the home cooking for you? I don't know. I mean, uh, random, one of those random facts? Yeah, I think it's one of those random facts. Those, uh, you know, the, the coincidence. Uh, you know, hopefully we, we can we can boost up the away stats now, so. Yeah, but, I mean, it's cool, you know, to score at home in front of the, uh, the fans um, and to play well at home. But, um, you know, I, I've been hearing people say, you know, he only plays well at home. So, like, got to gotta, gotta, uh, gotta play well on the road, too. So, Boy, Good news is a lot of road games left this season to show everybody just that. And one of the things going into this is you and Jacoby really been clicking, and especially on the deep ball lately. What is, has anything changed, or what have you guys been able to kind of get on the same page on some of those deeper balls? Yeah, um, you know, well, obviously it starts with the throw. <laughs> you know, I think Jacoby throws a, a really good deep ball. But I think um, I've always been a, a great deep ball player when I've had the opportunity. 
You know, um, I just, from a very young age, I've always had the ability to track the ball. Um, that's one of my strengths. And so um, I really look forward to having more of those opportunities to, uh, you know, kind of flip the field and give us op- more opportunities to score. When you were in a game like you were in the last time we saw you, Monday Night Football against the Bengals, they have some injuries. They've got guys out there that it was obvious could not cover you. My words, not yours. And they were still playing man one. You're down at the goal line. I even said on the broadcast, said, I don't normally say let's throw it down there, but if they're going to cover you one-on-one, it was like stealing. When you have a matchup like that where you know you can get open and do whatever you want, how fun is that? And, and to see it come to fruition the way that it did in that game. Yeah, I mean, that's just the latest, one of the latest examples of, you know, teams don't really deviate from what they do, uh, you know, going into the game. Like, if you see something on film, that's usually who they are and what they're going to do. You know, you have to prove it in this league that um, that you can dominate a team, you know, because they're going to give you the looks that you've been seeing on film. A couple tweaks here and there, but um, for the most part, they're going to stay true to their identity. So, you know, we knew with the Bengals that, you know, on those third downs and, and stuff like that, um, they weren't afraid to go cover one and even cover cover zero. And so they just stuck with it. And then you saw sometimes, like on that other th- that deep ball third down, where um, they tried to double me, you know. So that's the kind of kind of the, the tweak to it. But uh, but yeah, so yeah, I mean, just always looking forward to man to man matchups. That mono mono, um, I believe, you know, as a receiver, that's how you, you know, that's why they pay you the big bucks. You know, you go out there and you you beat man coverage. You you kind of show that hey, um, you know this is what receivers are paid to do and, and this is what I'm going to go out there and do. So yeah, I look forward to you know every matchup. When you're out wide in a game like that one and the slot guy goes in motion and you watch their nickel go from one side of the formation to the other, do you start getting excited at that point? Because I do up there when I know that, I'm like, alright, let's go. Because I think one-on-one, I don't know if there's anybody that can cover you in this league. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean the offensive coordinator draws up certain plays specifically um, to see if, you know, that Nick was going to follow that receiver. Um, and he wants, to, like, the receiver who's getting the ball to watch it to know, okay, it's definitely man, okay, it's you against him. This is the route we have drawn up for you to win. And so, yeah, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I get very excited when it's the look that we've drawn up and we get exactly what we want, which is man. Uh, now you just got to go beat him. For sometimes those situations, you start smiling in the corner that has to check you is probably frowning, saying, oh, boy, here we go again, which is, again, a great thing for us. You said earlier, and I know this about you, you study not only your opponents, and we'll talk about them in a second, but you study yourself. Do you over the bye week kind of go back and look at the first half of the season and, and, and study yourself? And when, if you did, so what did you see? Yeah, I study myself a lot. Um, go back and see, um, you know, how I ran my routes. Um just my demeanor, um, everything really. Um, I think of I try to um, I try to put myself in the like I studied criminal justice in college, and um, one of the things they do when they study a case they call it like victimology. Kind of put yourself in the mind of like the criminal. So I I, I kind of do that. I put myself in the mind of the defensive back. Like what would he be thinking if he was watching me on film? And then that's I go from there. 
when you find something where you say, oh, I've been doing this, and then you change it up and then get to have success with that? Is that where you go, this is, this is what it takes. This is the extra that it takes to stay good every single week in this league. Yeah, yeah, of course, because I've, I've seen it time and time again work, um, you know, especially when you're going up against a good DB. Um, those guys are not just good physically, but they're smart, so you, you got to outsmart them. Uh, but sometimes you got to be careful, too, because you don't want to give those guys too much credit uh, in terms of uh, them thinking way way more ahead than they actually are thinking. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I take a lot of pride in it uh, in my preparation uh, and my route running and things like that and, 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 and trying to win the matchup, you know. Who's one of your favorite DBs to go against and somebody that you would say applies themselves to their craft like you do to yours so that it becomes kind of a fun chess match for you out there? Um, I can't really speak on anybody else's preparation. You know, I think I get more of an insight, like when I see those guys in person. Sure. You know, namely like at the Pro Bowl or something like that, because that's when you mostly see them, or at an event, something like a maybe you might have a a, um, a public signing that they're a part of, or uh, an endorsement deal that you all are a part of, or something like that, and you get to talk to those guys a little bit. Um, like for example, when we had a, a um, joint practice with the Eagles this this this, um, this camp, I got a, ch- a chance to talk to Darius Slay, and I always respected him as a corner. He's been a good corner in the league for a long time, and he's having a really good year this year. Um, and like we were talking, and I got to kind of pick his brain a little bit, and I could tell like he's similar to me. Like the preparation is crazy. He was just talking to be talking to me about like some of the matchups that we've had, and how he studied me, and some of the tendencies that I had. And I was telling them like, yeah, I I knew I had those those tendencies, and you know, I, I was uh, I was you know trying to change it up. But sometimes sometimes it's hard to change up the tendencies because, you know, um, the receivers don't call the plays. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean it was, and that's where the matchup gets interesting. You know, they kind of know you, you kind of know them. Both of you are, are, are really good players, and you just gotta you just gotta go out there and win. I like that, and we're going to have a good-on-good matchup this weekend. Xavier Howard's been one of the best corners in the league, 27 interceptions, the most over since he's been in the league. Uh, when you put him on tape, what do you get excited about for the potential for that matchup for you, and what challenges does he present? Yeah, he presents a lot of challenges. You know, He's one of those guys where you you have to do everything right uh, fundamentally. Um, like you said, uh, he, he has the most picks since he's been in the league. Um, that's the kind of the worst thing you can do as a receiver, you know, have the ball thrown to you and – not only is it not a completion, but it goes in the other guy's hands. So, you know, there are little details that you can do to prevent that from happening. You know, namely like, you know, coming back to the ball or high pointing the ball and things of that sort. Um, but he's also, he's not just a ball hawk. Like usually you kind of put defensive backs into categories. And a lot of them who are ball hawks, um, they kind of lack in other areas. Um, but nah, he's, uh, he's good at the line of scrimmage uses his hands well, he has good feet, uh, great instincts. So it's definitely going to be a challenge. Yeah. And you like that, right? I, could, you, I see you talking about that you've already studied them. You like those kind of challenges. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, that's what you play for, you know. Uh, if it's easy, it just gets boring, you know what I mean? You want it to, you want it to be exciting. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to that, man. And, uh, you know, we'll just see on Sunday how, how everything plays out. But... 
you know, play in and play out, I, I get excited. Is there anything do you even look at when you know that you're going against team who has other receivers that are doing well? Is there kind of like a little receiver rivalry? Are you so focused in on their DBs that it doesn't matter what, you know, Tyreek and Waddle are doing down there and, you know, the fact that you're on pace for another 1,000-yard season yourself? Yeah, nah, I, um, nah because th that's not really how the game is, is played, you know, especially, especially in a league. It's just like that's the last thing I'm worried about, you know, because at the end of the day, it's really – it's a team game, don't get me wrong. Our team has to beat their team. But when you break it down, um, we we like we might as well we we might as well play the game like with a curtain or something like that. When the defense is on the field, we might as well not even watch it because there's nothing we can do to help them. You know what I mean? There's nothing that they can do to help us. You know what I mean? Uh, like even if they get you look at like turnovers and stuff. Even if they get turnovers, at the end of the day, we have to capitalize on those turnovers. So um, it's really our offense against their defense, um, uh, their offense against our defense, and then our special teams against theirs. So, Amari, I always enjoy talking to you. One last question I have to get some insight is: you know, the last two weeks we've had ten incompletions total. Jacoby is being so efficient the passing game. You're being so efficient. DPJ has been so efficient. Even without Chief last week, we were so efficient. What what do you attribute that to, and and why do you think this offense is starting to kind of, it feels like, really hit a groove? Um, I, uh, man, I attribute it to everybody. You know, um, everybody paying attention to detail. That's when, that's been a huge emphasis over the last couple of weeks, and it's it's been starting with the coaches. Um, you know, obviously they're not the ones out there playing, but they're paying attention to detail in terms of, um, you know, if you think of the art of war, you think about, uh, you know, attack where they're weak, you know what I mean, they avoid where they're strong. And I think the coaches are doing a, a very good job of that. You know, they identify, okay, this is, this is some of their weaknesses. We're going to attack that. And that's what we've been doing, and it's been working. And then, you know, as far as the players, we just have to execute that plan. But it starts with them. Um, uh, they help us out in that way, and then we just go out there and execute. Mari, always a pleasure. Looking forward to a great game from you on Sunday against the Dolphins. Thank you. All right, great stuff, Z. Great stuff, Amari, on that. Hey, Browns fans, skip the chore of Laundry Joy Life, not Laundry Tide Cleaners, offering 30% off dry cleaning for the month of October and be entered to win four VIP Browns tickets for an upcoming home game. Just mention promo code BROWNS. Visit TideCleaners.com to find the closest location to you. Some exclusions may apply. We will do a little matchup for you coming up next. Our offense Versus that Dolphins defense, you'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And the Bath Authority gives you the bathroom of your dreams, kids. Why not transform your current bathroom into a custom bath for a spa-like experience? Let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is our area's premier bath and shower remodeler. Their factory-trained installers are experts, and they can give you 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel right now. If you give them a call at 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. Just an enormous selection of bath projects. They're all made in America. Change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding in about a day. Superior products with expert installers at thebathauthority.com. 216-220-8399, the number on that. Now let's head to the podium. Our offensive coordinator, Alex Van Pelt. Alex, what were some of the biggest things out of the self-scout from the offense? 
Um, you know, just doing some, we're doing some good things. Um, some of the things we took away from it, um, you know, really our third downs were real productive when we keep it in manageable down and distances. So that's one of our areas of emphasis is to have productivity on first and second down and keep it in third and six or less. On, on third downs, we're really good when we're in that area. Third and seven plus, we, we got to improve on. You know, that's one of the areas. And then uh, turnovers, you know, really you just got to find a way. I know they're tough at times, but we got to find a way to not turn the ball over. We're um, in the minus department and turnover margin. We want to get that going in the positive direction. You guys had a play with eight offensive linemen on the field. Have you ever seen that before? Where did that come from? Uh, I guess just coach, some of Coach Callahan's uh, thought there. Uh, get in and we call it double muscle. You know, you usually use a muscle tight end or a tackle in a muscle position. So that was a double muscle. So it's fun to signal. It looks like you're flexing. So. <laughs> But uh, you're just getting creative, you know, really just, uh, you know, always talk about using your, your guys and, and putting them in positions. And it was a creative thought in that run and that, that, that plan, got the defense we wanted, got the front we wanted with that look. Against a team like this that has Tyreek uh, and has Jalen Waddle, do you have to go in with a super aggressive mindset of, you know, scoring fast, scoring a lot, all that? We always try to go in with that mindset. We do want to start fast. Um, we've done well when we started fast but we got to contain that throughout the game you know we got to gain speed as we go on and finish strong at the end that's kind of the point of emphasis for us this week um, we do need to score obviously that's a good good offense we're facing we know that um, but I feel like if we play up to our potential we'll, we'll be able to to do what we need to do offensively well, I was kind of thinking almost the opposite is do you go in thinking we need to control the ball as much as possible so that they keep it away from Tyreek and two and those guys? Well, we always talk about possessions, you know, possess, possess the ball and score in the red zone. Um, so that's converting on third downs. That kind of plays into it. Um, yeah, we would love 11, 12 play drives that end in touchdowns, you know, but we'll take a two play drive, you know. But that's the goal, obviously, is to, to matriculate the ball down the field, to quote some coaches. But uh, yeah, we, 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 we're not overly concerned about, hey, we have to possess the ball for this amount of time. We need to be productive and, and score points. Amari heating up uh, the way that he is, how much has that helped you? It seems like he's just really kind of hitting his stride and his mojo uh, with Jacoby. Very much so, and I think we, we now have a really good understanding of what he does extremely well, and we're trying to put him in the best positions for him to be successful. And I know Jacoby has a real you know, good feeling of where he's going to be and when he's going to come out of breaks and how he's going to run his routes, and it's paying off. He's really done a great job. We're, we're lucky to get him. How has Jacoby progressed from the first game to this point. I think he's been outstanding for us. You know, I know he's had some tough turnovers and some spots that he'd, he'd like to have back, but he's playing at a high level for us. Um, right now, I thought his game last week was exceptional. Um, you know, he's just consistency, just putting that together each week and then finding a way to hold onto that ball in a bad pocket, which, which happens occasionally. But uh, really proud of the way he stepped up, really proud of the way he's led this team. Um, that's another thing that doesn't get uh, talked about enough. He's very vocal. Um, he's a strong leader, and guys follow him. Eighty-five back this week or not? But was his absence in the Cincinnati game? Did that force you guys to alter the game plan a little bit? It did. It did. Um, not having him definitely, uh, you know, made us change a few things. The personnel groupings we had, we were more versatile in who we could have on the field, uh, minus Dave. So um, it did for sure. Um, I'm not sure when he'll be back. Hopefully sooner than later. But uh, again, there's another guy that's put in a lot of great work this year and has had a lot of success. On third down and six or less, it's not just the running game. I mean, Jacoby's number one in the league in QBR on third down. Nice. Those scenarios, um, what do you 
I think just uh, our overall execution. You know, the scheme is what it is. You know, everybody has the same scheme. Um, we're executing at a high level in those down the distances. I think Jacoby has a really good uh, time clock in his in his brain as far as when do I get off of receiver to move through my progressions. It seems like he's always right when he's moving past one to get to another, even a third. Uh, really just playing really good quarterback, listening to his feet, going through his progressions and finding the, the open receiver. Our run game helps. I, I know we're we, with our backs, we're third and whatever, eight, nine, ten. I, I mean, we, we feel confident we can hand the ball off and pick up a first down with the run game. Do you expect that Wyatt Teller, he told us he, he plans on playing, but how's that looking? Sounds good to me. He was out there yesterday in practice, so I think we, we'll see how the week goes and how he feels after the last couple of days. But hopefully we'll get him back. I know he's chomping at the bit, as is David, just talking to those guys. I know they, uh, they want to be a part of it, and they want to be back to, to help their team win. You talked about complimentary football, and you guys kind of had that first full game of complimentary football against the Bengals. Have you seen that kind of connection with the offense and the defense and even special teams translate here to practice as you're preparing for the Dolphins and for the rest of your season? Yeah, I think that's a big thing. We really need to compliment each other this week especially. Uh, I think it showed up a little bit in the Cincinnati game. We turned the ball over, put them in some bad spots. They you know, got them to punt uh, or got the ball back for us. Um, that's going to be big down the stretch here. The second half of the season is playing complimentary football. Um, Desperate football, however you want to say it. You know, I think we're a hungry team right now. Um, and we know we, we, we can be good when we all play at our, our level of expectation. So um, complimentary football down the second half would be great. Yeah. Well, we will get to the strengths of this Dolphins team coming up when we do their offense. Their defense, there should be some opportunity as we head to the matchup. And when we do the matchup, we go to Dr. Z. Oh, baby. All right, let's talk about the Dolphins' tail of the tape on defense. 23rd total defense, 25th in scoring defense, 15th against the run, 23rd against the pass. In case you were wondering, uh, against the run, they're giving up 4.6 yards per carry. Not so great. 5.8 yards per play overall. 27th on third down. 22nd in sacks. 29th in turnovers. 29th in the red zone. They have limited big plays. 13th there. 24th in yards per play. So, statistically... Not good. This is a, a defense that is has struggled majorly so far this season, which is why they went out at the trade deadline and gave up a future first-round pick to bring in Bradley Chubb, a pro bowler in the 20. So up front, who do they have? Christian Wilkins, a name you need to know. He is uh, Pro Football Focus's number 22 defensive interior defensive lineman. Uh, he's got 45 tackles so far this year, eight tackles for loss that leads the team. Uh, he's third amongst all defensive linemen and tackles this season. His 89 tackles last year, most by defensive linemen since 2013. He was a first-round pick in 2019. They've got big Raekwon Davis in his uh, third year out of Alabama, who's 6'7", 340. They've got him in the middle. Uh, he had the first full sack of his career this season 18 tackles one tackle for loss they've got big john jenkins who's a 10th year veteran with 30 starts and 108 career games under his belt he's a 340 guy zach sealer uh, had a season high six tackles last week he's got seven and a half career sacks uh, he's a 300 pounder again so they play kind of a three four they will play 
their three big linemen, nose tackle, defensive ends, and then Emmanuel Agba they have as well, who kind of plays that five technique for him. Uh, he had no stats against Chicago. It's strange. He had nine sacks in both of 20 and 21. So far this season, he only has one sack this year. Also, in the last two seasons, 18 sacks, 17 passes defensed, 15 tackles for loss. Uh, he has none this year, no passes defensed this year, just one sack. So odd there. Agba, of course, three seasons with Cleveland, was a second-round pick of ours 2016. Uh, and then their pass rushers. They got Jalen Phillips, their first-rounder a year ago. He's got three sacks that lead the team. His 37 quarterback pressures are seventh in the NFL. So, uh, he set the Miami record last year, eight and a half sacks. That's their rookie record. They also have Bradley Chubb, who they just got, who has five and a half sacks on the season, all which came with Denver, although he does have no sacks since week five. Uh, he's a pro bowler in 20, and then back in his rookie year, he's the pick right after Denzel Ward. Mm -hmm. He had 12, and 12 sacks that year, career high. They also have the great veteran Mel Melvin Ingram, a three-time Pro Bowler in his own right in 18, 19, and 20. He had a sack last week. He's got three sacks on the season, tied for the team lead with Jalen Phillips. So those are the guys who get after the quarterback. They play their linebackers a lot. They're in base as much as anybody, 40% of the time in base, second most in the league. Uh, Jerome Baker, fifth rounder out of Ohio State. He led the team in tackles each of the last three seasons. He's got 50 this year. And then Elandon Roberts in his seventh year out of Houston, he leads the team with 55 tackles so far this season. Neither one of these guys great in coverage, though. I think the Browns can get after those linebackers in the middle of the field in coverage a little bit. Back end of the defense, they've had some injuries in their secondary. Uh, they've lost. They're down one starting safety, and they are down a starting corner as well. Uh, the corner being Nick Needham. He started five games for them so far this year. He is down. And then at the safety position, they've got Eric Rowe, but they have lost um, – where is it? Brandon Jones, who started seven games for them on the season, had a couple of sacks. He is not, doesn't look like he will play. He has not seen action since week seven against Pittsburgh, and he is done for the season with a knee injury. So two starters down in a secondary that's already been struggling. Yep. Xavier Howard, that's the name you know. Pro bowler last year, three-time pro bowler, one-time first-team all-pro. He's twice led the NFL in interceptions. And in fact, since joining the league in 2016, his 27 picks are the most but he doesn't have an interception this year. Leads the team with five passes defense, but listen to this. Struggling in coverage. He's allowed 482 yards and six touchdowns in coverage. A court rating of 144.6 when targeted this season. Jeez. Shocker for him. This is a guy who, in the last two seasons, had 15 picks and 36 PBUs going into 2022. He is struggling mightily. So that's a guy that used to be a complete lockdown. Not. The problem without the other corners is, well, Keon Crossan, he is pro football focuses number 119 corner out of 122, giving up 138 rating when targeted. They've got Noah Igbenogany. Oh, boy, that's going to be a, even with the phonetics. <laughs> Noah Igbenogany. That's Just a big hope he doesn't there. do anything. First round pick out of Auburn in 2020. He struggled. He's pro football focus 105 corner. Their best corner so far is Cater Kohu, an undrafted free agent out of Texas A&M Commerce. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. 5'10 in the slot. He's pro football folks. is number 21 rated corner, uh, and he's been their best cover guy. Safeties, they've got Eric Rowe now, who's starting alongside Javon Holland. Holland's great. He's been involved in three takeaways so far this year. Second rounder, out, a second-year player out of Oregon a year ago. He's been a stud, uh, and they have a couple of backups. Clayton Fedulum, who hasn't played much. He's a veteran, though, seven-year, and then Elijah Campbell. Both those guys, mostly special teams this year. So it's a defense that's been vulnerable, but, you know, 
Jalen Phillips can get after the quarterback. Agba can get after the quarterback. Chubb can get after the quarterback. Ingram can get after the quarterback. And then Christian Wilkins up front, the big man, is incredibly disruptive. They've got a lot of beef up front uh, in that run defense. They have two linebackers and Baker at 225 who runs around. Uh, and then you've got at 50, uh, 238, Alandon Roberts is kind of the guy in the middle, the thumper. It, it's On paper, it's not a bad defense. Yeah. Other than the corners outside of Howard. But he's struggled so much that I think it's kind of compromised their whole D Javon Holland, though, the safety is still very, very good. The Browns should be able to throw the ball on them. Uh, I think this could be a big Jacoby Brissett game. And by the way, he's coming into this one three straight games over 250 yards passing after not throwing for more than 250 yards in any of the first five. Back-to-back games with over 100 quarterback rating. Last week it was a career-high 133.7 against Cincy. Last two weeks, how's this for you? 39 of 49, 536 yards and a touchdown. That's 80% completions, 11 yards per attempt for Jacoby Brissett. Does the performance the last two times out offensively, the yep. Baltimore performance and the Bengals performance, which I thought were our two best games of the year, one in a loss, one in a decisive win, does that beat Miami? If our defense plays the way it has, yeah. So if you get so if that offense plays to that, I'm with you. I think that's what's yeah, required. You do absolutely. that, and you can beat this Miami team. And this defense is one that can be taken advantage of. It is one that can be taken. I mean, advantage Chicago of. scored 32 on them, and I know Fields was a supernova in that game. Sure, but they didn't really try to. I mean, get the pass game going until it was already kind of established that he was going to be scrambling all over the place, he was just running. Yeah, yeah. So there's an opportunity here. This is this is not a great defense. Their offense is great. Their defense. There's opportunity. There is. And here's the one thing. Good news for the Browns is Jacoby's been pretty solid against the Blitz this year, and they're going to Blitz a lot. 41% of pass plays, they bring the house uh, fourth most in the NFL. They are in cover zero, second most, cover one-third most. So they're going to play a lot of man with corners that we should be able to exploit. I think this could be a big game for Donovan Peoples-Jones or whoever's opposite yeah. Xavier Howard. And I don't think that you're – I think he'll follow. Xavier Howard will follow Amari Cooper. They follow. Uh, but don't be afraid of that. Go ahead and, and get after him. He's struggling this year, and it's got to be in his head a little bit. Browns fans get into First Energy Stadium quicker on game days with Express Access presented by Root Insurance. Enroll for free today to enter through exclusive lanes at each gate. Plus, each game you use Express Access at First Energy Stadium, you'll be automatically entered for a chance to win a Browns autographed item. Go to the Tickets tab in the Browns mobile app to learn more. We go behind enemy lines with our great friend Armando Soguero. That's coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM, the official printer partner of your Cleveland Browns. While you depend on the Browns to win, you can always depend on OBM. They can tackle any size office. The number is 216-485-2000 or ohiobusinessmachines.com. Just a couple of minutes. We'll go behind enemy lines with our good buddy Armando Salguero of Outkick.com. That is coming up here shortly. Uh, this is a fun one. This is the one that when we did at the beginning of the year, we said this is the one you'd want a road trip to because it was Miami. It was November. Well, yeah, the weather was going to be brutal, and, and it, it is. But but by like a day. Yeah, it's, it's been great all week. It's been a great no, season but then this, this far, weekend. But then, yeah, this weekend. You're so I believe get that. we had that. I believe we did. I believe. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'll be flying right out of here in that morning. Do you have? Now it's saying like no, no, no snow. If snow, very safe. light. I think I'm safe. You're on first flight. Like 
Yeah, yeah I mean, I think he's safe. Um, have you been down there since they've re- renovated the stadium? Yeah, and put that little top in there. Yeah, I think so, right, Gibay? They had just they had completed like a third of it or two okay. thirds of the stadium renovation. They had the new canopy uh, over, but uh, they have not. They hadn't touched the media stuff, and they hadn't done a few other things. Okay, especially with suites and whatnot. So it'll be interesting to see. I was there for an Orange Bowl, two thousand thirteen ish. I would say thirteen season, fourteen Orange Bowl. I guess. Um, and at that point, none of it was done, and the press box was still like behind home plate, yeah, where home plate was in the old stadium. Um, and I remember walking around there and like just kind of going through a doorway, and there were like the Marlins World Series championships were like just in a hall, like not like on display. <laughs> they were in a casing, but they were just like wheeled out. Yeah. So they've we've come a long way. Uh, from I look forward to looking forward to getting a look at this thing uh, on Sunday now that at least most of the renovations have been done. And so we head out behind enemy lines. Our great friend, senior NFL reporter Armando Soguero, Outkick.com on the Twisted Tea Hotline, brought to you by Twisted Tea, Hard Ice Tea, an official sponsor of the Cleveland Browns. Keep it twisted, Cleveland. Armando, thanks for the time. Well, let's start here. Uh, you, you, no ill effects of the hurricane for you, correct? You're, everything's good with you? Uh, no ill effects from the hurricane. It wasn't even a hurricane when it came through okay. central florida it was a tropical storm and having lived in south florida for 40 years i like you know tropical <laughs> storms are a cough to me <laughs> you do get you do get a little bit used to it don't you um all right let's start here here we are in november mike mcdaniel is as from our vantage point, looks like about as fun a guy as you can cover in the NFL with the way that he handles his press conferences and just the style he plays and all of it. You're having all this fun with all this offensive weaponry. Two is playing great. Meantime, you go back to last season, and depending on what you read, this could have been Sean Payton or Tom Brady, or at least that was the attempt. Take us through like the last nine months with this franchise and how they got to where they are now. In 30 seconds, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, you got three minutes. Uh, uh, Okay, so nine months in three minutes. So, obviously, they tampered with Tom Brady trying to get him to come to play quarterback for the Dolphins. They got caught. They also tampered with Sean Payton. They got caught. They had to give up a first-round draft pick as a result, and the owner was suspended and he hasn't been to any owner's meetings since, and and he won't be until next year. Meanwhile, they went out in free agency and loaded up as best as they could, and that included, um, you know, paying Tyreek Hill after they gave up a first-round pick for him as well. And Tyreek Hill is the real deal. This guy is on pace to, you know, uh, eclipse 2,000 yards this year. Let me check my list of the receivers who have done that. Yeah, nobody <laughs> nope. has done that. And so that's pretty impressive. And it speaks to, obviously, the improvement of Tua Tungavailoa, who was supposed to be kind of in under the microscope for, well, if you've got all this talent around you and you don't work out, you're gone. Well, he's not gone. He's around and he's doing well so far and the coach that they they got not named sean payton uh is the aforementioned mike mcdaniel and he does not look like an nfl coach does not act like an nfl coach went to yale and graduated and 
it's working so far. He looks more like, you know, a, a, a chemistry teacher, and whatever he's doing in the lab with that offense is working. There's no doubt it's working, and it's working so much so that Tua is doing things that only people who win the MVP do. He leads the NFL in so many categories as a quarterback, yards per attempt, yards per completion, quarterback rating, all of it. He's over the nine yards per attempt, 115 rating. Everybody else who's ever done that through nine games has won the MVP. And yet when you watch them, you still say, or at least I do, and I, Bo does as well, we yeah. talked about this, that there's more out there. Like Tyreek Hill, if you got to add the pass interference yards, on balls that were underthrown, he might be on pace for 3,000 yards this season, but Tua's been so efficient. What's the verdict on Tua down there? Are they Is he the guy, or is this a situation like in San Francisco where, yeah, he's been really good, but boy, if we could drop a Brady in here, or boy, if we could have dropped you know, a Deshaun Watson here, this could be even better. Well, the verdict is depending on what judge you ask. If okay. you're asking Dolphin fans, they're sold. There's a, there's a little cult on social media called Tuanon. Yes. <laughs> and, and if you even so much as mention that Tua has done anything, you know, beyond uh, or that doesn't reach elite status, you become a victim of Tuanon. And I should know because they've come after me a couple of times. Oh, man. Um, like I care. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so there's that. But if you're asking someone that has a little bit more, you know, perspective and understands that nine games does not a career make. <laughs> and and I kind of saw what he did the previous two years. And so I need to see more. Then, you know, the verdict is still out. Let's face it. Um, NFL quarterbacks not named Drew Brees don't just become elite in their third year and after struggling mightily their first two years and then go on to great Hall of Fame careers. It just doesn't happen. Typically what happens is they've got, you know, there's a wave. They've got, you know, five, six, eight good games, and then you're going to see three or four that are clunkers. And then you're going to see, you know, five or six good ones. And then two clunkers. And I don't believe we've hit the clunker stage yet. On the other hand, they also haven't hit uh, the stage where they're playing the elite teams in the NFL. They did play the Minnesota Vikings, and they did not score the Minnesota Vikings. They lost. So we'll see what happens when it gets um, a little hectic. And I believe that the Buffalo Bills will be a team to be reckoned with. <laughs> the last time they played, by the way, the Bills had no one starter in the secondary. Yep. Four guys starting, all of them out that day. And the Dolphins won the game, but they didn't put up, you know, 24 points on the Bills. They put up, I think, 21 or 22. Armando, you've been around this league a long time. We, Nathan and I were talking about this in kind of the lead-up to this week, facing Waddle and Hill, and we couldn't come up with a duo. There's been incredible duos in, in NFL history, obviously, but one that was as explosive as this one. Usually one guy is a burner. The other guy is more of the route runner, precision guy. These guys are both both. Um, 
what is it like? Is there anything that you could come up with, a duo you could come up with that compares to this one? And and what type of flexibility does it give Mike McDaniel in the offensive game to have two guys like this? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, in Miami, at least, uh, these guys are reminding a lot of people of Mark Duper and Mark Clayton, and specifically 1984 Mark Duper and Mark Clayton. You'll remember back then when – defensive backs could still wrestle with uh, wide receivers and grab them and hold them and basically uh, handcuff them. Dan Marino threw 48 touchdown passes that year out of nowhere. And 18 went to Mark Clayton and 10 more, 11 more went to Duper and they both went over a thousand yards. And it was a show up until that moment when they played Joe Montana in the Super Bowl, and then it wasn't a show. But what I'm saying is those two guys that have gone down in the annals of Dolphins history, these two guys, uh, you know, are threatening to eclipse them and rewrite that history. And, you know, you're right. It's hard to find two guys on a team that are just – that explosive i mean jerry rice was that guy calvin johnson was that guy but i'm not i'm not really remembering was it yeah. who the other guy was on those teams that that would have been a problem for defenses john taylor was good but john taylor was not, not what these guys are in terms of the right. burners electricity oh man look at them just swagging around you stop it Get out of here. Sorry. We got we have a guy who walks by, senior swag, who's always dressed to the nines every day, Armando. So Armando we, would approve. He would appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, sartorial yeah. splendor. So we have to acknowledge when he when he passes by our studio, which is like a fishbowl so everybody can see right in. Um, let's it. talk about the other side of it. You got, obviously, these guys are electric offensively. Defensively, though, there have been some problems. And the thing that, you know, in getting ready for this game that's jumped out to me was, you know, Xavier Howard, three-time Pro Bowler, led the NFL interceptions twice. He's got the most interceptions since he's coming to the league struggling this year and it feels like in fact he's being exploited teams are not afraid of him at all he's given up six touchdowns in coverage 144 rating no picks on the season as I said what's going on with Xavier Howard he got paid and sometimes you get paid and that hunger and that motivation and that that killer you know x factor um I'm not saying he's comfortable, but des- there's no- I don't see the desperation gotcha. uh, in his play. And uh, he's also been dealing with a groin injury. So there's that, add that to the mix. And for the entire defense that is, you know, struggling often, they, you know, while the offense has benefited – from Mike McDaniel coming from the San Francisco 49ers and installing that scheme. And uh, like we talked about earlier, being in the so-called lab and cooking up all these like plays that are exotic and motions and all, all that last year and the last few years, Brian Flores, the previous coach was the equivalent for that on defense. Remember, Brian Flores was the New England Patriots defensive play caller when they went to the Super Bowl and 
the Rams didn't score a touchdown. After scoring three and a half touchdowns a game the entire season and averaging 30 points plus the entire season. So Brian Flores and his defensive acumen is gone. Mike McDaniel and his offensive acumen has come. And lo and behold, what a shocker. The Dolphins have gone from a defense-centric team to an offense-centric team. Um, That's my theory on it. Prove me wrong. Well, they're trying to make up for that with talent, right? You go out and you trade for Bradley Chubb. It's been interesting seeing how kind of Agba's down this year in terms of his sacks. Uh, what do you make of this defense up front? Because I know they have injuries, right? Brandon Jones and Nick Needham both out, so the corners have been struggling. They're relying on an undrafted free agent in the slot. Um, but up front, you know, one way to cover up for a bad back end is to get after the quarterback. And now with Phillips and Chubb and Ingram and Agba, that's, it looks like that's what they want to do, right, Armando, is, is try to really generate pass rush? Absolutely, and that also is, you know, try to cover up for the fact that Byron Jones, who they paid $80 million to uh, two and a half years ago, uh, has not played it down because he's still recovering from an Achilles injury. So, look, the Bradley Chubb acquisition is very interesting. It, it says from the Dolphins, basically, we're all in. You know, we thought we were a player away, and so we gave up our first-round pick next year, plus a third-round pick, and we're all in now. We believe in the now, and we're going to do whatever we have to do to win now. Um, But you have to remember there's there's another part to that trade, which was, the Denver Broncos had the player, knew the player, and decided, yeah, we'd rather have a first round and a third round for him than keep him and pay him, you know, 60 plus million dollars guaranteed, especially when he's missed 22 games in the last three years. So somebody's going to be right. Either Bradley Chubb is going to be an amazing pass rusher addition for the Dolphins who is durable and and factors in a lot of games, or his history of, of injuries is going to, you know, kind of be a, an omen of future injuries, and the Broncos are going to win the trade because they didn't want to spend the money and – the guaranteed money on a player who typically hasn't been a guaranteed to be on the field. Talking to the great Armando Salguero, senior NFL reporter at outkick.com. He's talking a lot about our game against the Dolphins, but want to take advantage of your expertise and weigh in a little bit on what has happened in the last couple of weeks in Washington with that ownership situation. You had a lawsuit filed today in D.C. You had Dan Snyder, who had his heels dug in as much as they can be dug in up until two weeks ago and then kind of felt like out of nowhere, oh, yeah, now we're going to sell the team. Where do you think this thing goes with Snyder and the commanders? How quickly do they get it sold? What type of ownership will we see in Washington? Well, what we're likely to see is is an ownership that can afford a $5 billion team. And that's the way it's going to go, regardless of the product on the field not being what it used to be. Uh, In fact, being kind of frustrating for the folks in the D.C. area. You know, NFL teams now, I remember when, 
uh, once upon a time, I remember Steve Ross paid, you know, a billion dollars for the Dolphins. And I was thinking, oh, my God, you know, you got taken, brother. And yet <laughs> here we got teams. Shows not how much taken. I know. and <laughs> Right? Yeah, uh, not taken. You know, you've got teams now selling. The Broncos went for $4.65 million. The and it doesn't go down; it always no. goes up, and so the commanders are going up. And I think ultimately, guys, that's the best thing that can happen for the NFL. Um, Daniel Snyder is kind of turned himself into a toxic kind of name and individual. There are owners who want him out, uh, with Jim Ursay leading that charge. And yes, you could argue Jim Ursay's got bigger problems <laughs> that he should be attending yeah. to. But nonetheless, no, that's the, we need he, to talk about he, that. We'll talk about Jim Ursay. Yeah, he injected himself into that matter, and I think he is the voice. He's not a lone voice. There are other guys in that owner room that agree with him. And that's the reason Daniel Snyder, who is seeing his, his allies uh, abandon him and his support collapse, you know, $5 billion behind door number two is not a bad consolation prize. No, it most certainly is not. You brought up Jim Irsay. Your reaction when you found out, what were you doing, and what was your reaction to the fact that the Colts fired Frank Reich and named Jeff Saturday? the new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> I chuckled. <laughs> it was like, I'm chuckling now. It was like, really? Wow. Uh, I do know that not long after that, I got some texts from people who are actual legitimate NFL coaching candidates with like, really? Question mark. <laughs> and it, it, the NFL is not always about what you know. It's often about who you know. And I think that was a prime example of that. I love Jeff Saturday as a person. Yep. I love him as a player. I, you know, I would suggest to you that he would be a great offensive line coach, having never coached offensive line in the NFL, but it's a stretch to think that he is, you know, ready to be an NFL head coach where you walk in your office the first day and it's like a, a, a scene out of John Wick yeah, where the guy, where John Wick walks into the bar and there's 30 people waiting to assassinate him and they're all <laughs> coming at him at the same time. And he's shooting and ducking and shooting over there and ducking and, you know, jumping behind here. And that's what being an NFL head coach is like. You walk into your office in the morning and you have the player who's unhappy with his playing time, the personnel guy who was drunk and is in jail. You have the, you know, the, the coach. Well, if you're the Dolphins, you have the coach that was doing cocaine in his office. You have, you know, all sorts of crisis happening <laughs> at the same time. And, oh, by the way, can you coach the team too? I'm not sure that Jeff Saturday is ready for that. 
I don't know if he is either. And it just, uh, Bo and I both were of the like mind. That's like, okay, Jim Mercer said it worked really well when I had Peyton Manning. And then when I tanked and got Andrew Luck. And so this is, nobody's going to get mad at Jeff Saturday. He's too good of a guy. We're going to tank. Well, I'm sure you've seen his quotes to the athletic. He used some profanity and said that is absolutely not what they're trying to do. Sam Erlinger, Erlinger gives us the best chance to win. Jeff Come Saturday on. is the best coach for us. This guy who's never called plays before is the best play caller for us. What did you make of that protest to the notion that it what it appears to be is that they're not trying to continue to win anymore this season? Right. Um, I'm sure that Jeff Saturday wants to win. I mean, because – he wants to be an NFL head coach, and he said it himself. This is uh, an audition for me. These eight games are my chance to show what I can do. But then in the next breath, he went with Ellinger as his starting quarterback when Matt Ryan is healthy again. And I get it. Look, Matt Ryan is 38 years old or whatever he is, and he's not mobile anymore in the offensive line is bad but sam ellinger is a former six-round pick who can run around but he's not a good quarterback that's and no. so that's problematic okay that's just not gonna get you anywhere i would personally have respected more if he had said we're going back to matt ryan and we'll figure out a way to protect him that is an easier problem to solve than we're going to turn Sam Ellinger into a proficient, efficient, good NFL quarterback in the span of one week to the next because he hasn't been that yet. No. No. No, he hasn't <laughs> no, he's been. Not. Always a treat, pal. Thank you so much for your time today. It's always my pleasure, guys. Have a great right. trip to Miami. All right. All right. Looking Thank forward you. to it. The great Armando Salguero from Outkick.com joining on the Twisted Tea hotline. There's nothing quite like tailgating touchdowns and Twisted Tea. It tastes just like real iced tea. You know why? Because it's made with real brewed tea. Cool, refreshing, and with a 5% kick of alcohol, it's thirst down and goal. Twisted Tea, hard iced tea. Keep it twisted. You know, it's interesting because he said that at the end. Uh, in, look, we're, have a good trip to Miami. Is that the only city in America where you say have a good trip to Miami and it feels like you're going to a foreign destination? Totally. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, as he said that, I'm like, oh, we're going to the Bahamas. Like, yeah, right, like, exactly. It feels like it's the one yeah. we location. Stay at fantastic resorts. Sure, and we're there for like ten hours. I'm there <laughs> yeah, to like sure. sleep and like shower in the morning right. and then leave. And I'm always like, yeah, why can't we do an extra day here? Yeah, stay a day here, right? man. Like you do yeah. a two day or out to Denver, like yeah. which is great. But yeah, yeah, it's a totally different experience. Totally. Uh, all right, coming up next, a little bit of, of Guess the Spread. We'll have that for you. Uh, also, some fantasy stardom and sit Comeback week. questions there. We'll see if the Z can have a comeback. I don't That's know. coming up next. Listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
And Bo here for my friends at Renew Home Exteriors. Upgrade the look and value of your home with new siding for Renew Home Exteriors. Ranging in every architectural style in over 50 colors. Save thousands this month during the Renew Home Exteriors end of the year signing sale. 24 months, no payments, no interest. Take advantage of the end of the year deals before January 1's price hikes take shape. Beautify your home with premium siding and roofing products at lower prices. With Renew Home Exteriors, visit RenewEstimates.com. Calm. It's not going to help. Before Let's we, go. Before we do I'm scores, ready. Before we do scores, give the people some uh, hits on fantasy this week. Who cares? You have to. Give All me, I give care about is the scores. I know. I just want to get after it. All right, fine. I'll give some people some stuff on, on the fantasy. Um, all right, week 10, we still got some teams on the bye, obviously. Let's go with some quarterbacks that you could use in case you have somebody who is on the bye this week. And how about this? We'll start with our own Jacoby Brissett. I truly believe Jacoby Brissett, pick up and play. If you're in a league where Justin Fields is somehow still on the waiver wire, what are we talking about? Stop listening to me. Go get him. You can start him this week. The other one, I think Danny Dimes against the Houston Texans is a nice one for you. Running backs, it's nice to have Saquon back if you're a Saquon owner. The studs certainly are the studs. Even though Zeke Elliott's back, I'm not afraid of Tony Pollard. I'd continue to roll him. I think this is a week to roll with the uh, Chicago back, David Montgomery. And then keep an eye on, if you can trade for Rashad White, there's a lot of rumblings out of Tampa that he may be taking over that job down there. So keep an eye on that. Uh, some wide receivers for you in a PPR. How about our, our guys? Certainly Amari Cooper, but how about Donovan Peoples-Jones? He's giving you 50-plus and five straight. This should be a matchup where we throw the ball quite a bit, and I feel pretty good about his opportunity to put up some points. Uh, Chris Olave has played well, and the P Pittsburgh Steelers have struggled on the back end. I think he's a great start for you. Lazard, and then Juju Smith-Schuster has come on really strong, folks, of late. Juju Smith-Schuster has given you at least uh, double-digit points now in three straight games, two of them in the 20s, so he's starting to become a go-to guy there for Pat Mahomes so that's somebody that you want to go ahead and get into your lineups at the tight end position uh, obviously it's Travis Kelsey and then everybody else but Gerald Everett Pat Fryermuth, Greg Dulcich has become a featured part of this Denver offense those are some tight ends for you all right, good job to you. When a medical mistake caused you injury, call the medical malpractice attorneys at 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk and Elk, proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Time to guess the spread. I was ready to go, and now there was a distraction. Now right, I got to get back in the zone. Right, there we got the right, music. Go. I'm feeling Medics, I'm calling it. Back. I'm calling What do we, we got? How many teams? Four, we got 14 games this week? We've got 14 games. All right, my belief is this week I'm going for the people – I'm going to give you an eight and six. I'm going to give you a I think an eight and six. It's funny. That's what I was going to give is like the marker for you. I think if you did that, it would be a tremendous success. Yeah, over under seven and a half. Atlanta at Carolina tonight. Al Michaels, fourth. Johnny Walker blue by the start of the third. Atlanta at Carolina. Atlanta's got to be favored. Atlanta by three on the road got it minus two and a half we're off to a good start okay yeah, we're usually off to a good uh, cleveland I, at don't listen focus in i remember I that got you last derails. week he Gibby always derails you yeah yeah so one time he gets in your head cleveland at miami cleveland at miami dolphins minus four vegas zone got it Dolphins minus three and a half. Okay. All right. All right. Seattle at Buccaneers. Seattle at Buccaneers. This one in Munich. Oh, that's right. I'm going to tell you right now, if I was making this line, mm -hmm. Seattle would be favored. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that there's any world in which they would do that. 
because people are going to bet on Brady anyway. I feel like these games are all kind of similar because I think Seattle should actually be a three-point favorite. It's on a neutral field. My guess is Brady's factor is about Tampa minus two and a half. Nailed it. On it. Two on and it? a half. Incredible. Nailed okay. it. All right. All right. Vikes at These Bills. names make sense, though. These are like pretty... So far, the, We're the getting there. home and the the difference is when the road team is so much yeah, better no, than the home please. team, it's hard. All right, three Vikes, Vikes We're on a good at start. Bills with the Josh Allen factored in. Josh Allen is factored in. The, as it being feels out. Feels like he's out to me. As being out. Yes. Yeah. Little hit. Or at like, least it's a hedge that I feel out. like without right because if gonna he be was hundred percent out, it might be, be a Vikings different. favor, Correct. and I don't think there's any way it's down yeah. that. But it started. I want to say around eight. Or something Six like that. Six and a half, I think. Okay. Pretty good hint. It's he's worth at least four to me, so I'm gonna say or three and a half. You said six and a half, three and a half. I'm gonna try I'm gonna take down to three. It was three and a half, you got it. I think if he doesn't play Minnesota's favorite. They should be. They'll be yeah, like I minus two. Be. Detroit at Chicago. Detroit at Chicago. Four and by the way, for young Z. Chicago coming off of an impressive performance. Detroit coming off of a win. Win, yeah. Chicago minus one and a half. Did I miss it? Chicago minus three. Here oh, we go. Here oh, you hate it by a half point. Oh, my so God. Excited. I was so close to doing two so and close. a half. I know you were. Denver at Tennessee. Denver at Tennessee. Give me so uh, I have no feel for this one. Uh, Denver and Tennessee. Tennessee minus. Uh, see, now I'm just completely. It's like I'm so good I and then I, I lose it. And focus, then I question. Focus, focus. What game rattles you? Focus. Tennessee minus three. Got it. Minus two and a half. I thought if you missed that one, this thing four. is off the I rails. almost went four. And then I was like, you know what? Jacksonville. I, I'll get it at four. It's not going to be five. At Kansas City. Jacksonville at Kansas City. Kansas City minus 10. Got it. Minus nine and a half. I think it all came down to that Houston or the Tennessee game. That's the whole operation. Okay. Houston at the Giants. Houston, Houston at the Giants. The G man. Giants minus. Seven and a half. Hmm. Giants minus four and a half. What? Yep. New Orleans. I should have known that because they had the focus, Jags favorite against Move them. On to the next. We're okay, still on winning. The next. We're still New in. Orleans at Pittsburgh. New Orleans at Pittsburgh. New Orleans has to be favored. New Orleans minus two. Pittsburgh. Actually, you're right. Pittsburgh plus one and a half. You're right. New Orleans is favored. You got it. Got it. What a rally. See, stay focused. Indy at Vegas. Indy at Vegas. By the way, quick updates from Vegas. Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller put on IR this afternoon. Indy at Vegas. Vegas Indy has to be favored, even though they're dreadful. Vegas minus four and a half. Just missed it. Minus six. Good. Six? Minus six. I didn't think they'd go that high. Dang they it. Didn't. Okay. Dallas right. at Green Bay. Dallas at Green Bay. Dallas minus three. <sighs> Dallas minus four and a half. Four go. and a half? Laser in. Laser yes. in. Your goals are still yes. ahead of you. Let's go. Arizona at the Rams. Arizona at the Rams. Is there a line for this? Isn't Stafford in concussion protocol? There's a line. I'm guessing it's their feeling. He's, my hunch is that it hasn't moved, so I'm thinking okay, they, they're play. saying he's going to play. Uh, Rams minus three. 
Oh, no. Rams <laughs> minus one and a half. Focus. You still have your goals. They're all there. Your goals are still there. Chargers at Niners. Chargers at Niners. The team of your youth. Pedro is in town. Dreams of Joe Montana to Dwight Clark. Ronnie Lott without a pinky. So I don't know what Jordan this is, Fours. but I, all I know is that my dad was surprised at how big it was. So in my mind, it should be like Niners minus four. Mm-hmm. But because of Pedro's comments, I'm going to bump it up to Niners minus six and a half. Got it. Pedro's intuition helps. Thank you, Pedro. This is for your goals. Washington at Philly. Monday night. Washington at Philly. I'm coming in hot. Got to be double digits. Ten and a half. Got it. Eleven. Eight and six. Let's, Let's go. Let's go. Let's in go. your face, Gibber. <laughs> yes. What a win. Only because of Pedro. The visit. Pedro. The visit was worth it. It's all been worth it. All the heartache. It's all been worth it. Oh, that's right. Browns fans, you can enter for a chance to win season tickets for the 2023 season from Sugardale and your local Meyer. Two lucky fans will have a chance to compete on the field during halftime November 27th for the ultimate prize. Text Browns to 55678 to enter today. We do the matchup on the other side. Coming up next, the Dolphins offense and our defense. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, buying and selling a home with Howard Hanna Real Estate Services is always a winning strategy. If you plan to make a move this season, they're going to have you covered at Howard Hanna. Every day is game day. Visit howardhanna.com slash go Browns today. We have an update from the, hey, look right, an update from the practice field today, working on the side. The Chief, JOK, Jack Conklin, uh, Conklin just for rest. The other two are going to be interesting as the week goes along. Perry and Winfrey yes. not on the field for the second straight day. MJ Emerson is back along with Miles, Jadevian, Coop, Batonio, who rested Wednesday as well. So we'll just keep an eye on JOK and Chief. Yeah, and those are the guys you hope to be able to get back. The speed, obviously, of JOK, important in the middle of the field. We did well without him last week, but he's been such a dynamic playmaker. And his last game was his best game. You know, the game that he played against the Baltimore Ravens was probably his best defensive game of the season. He had six tackles, a tackle for a loss, two passes, defense. He was the number two linebacker in the league that weekend. He forced a fumble. And then Chief has just been par excellence. He's been so good for you, and it's just unfortunate when you don't have a guy that's, you know, giving you a 50-plus and five straight, 70-plus and four the last five, and was top five, you know, and everything at tight end. So you hope to get him back. But this is a D that is vulnerable uh, in terms of what we're going to be able to do and the way that, you know, we're going to be able to attack them. But, boy, their offense it is cooking, Bo. And it you're is. talking about number five in total offense, number two passing offense for that football team. And so this is one of the most fun teams to watch. They're second in the NFL in yards per play, sixth in the red zone, 14th in big plays, which is shocking because it feels like every play they have is a big play. And so they're led by their quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa. He has won 13 of his last 14 starts where he started and finished again. Let me say that again. 13. Hey. Can, can you stay in one spot? I've had to move the camera four times. Be a pro like Bo and stay in one spot. 
He doesn't want you swing. We're yeah. standing in studio right now, We're which I'm, an, I'm, I'm always totally an advocate for. Yep. I'm an advocate but for can standing. Can you stay in one spot? You just need to be on your mark. There you go. Let me tell you something. That's I, if you're I've working with the still. Before. That's where if you're working with the still camera. But when Orlovsky goes over and they're on the board, yeah, they're getting true. animated and they're working with each other and talking There's to each other. There's not a board. That's what this is like. Our board. There's not a camera standing right next to your desk. You need a camera. He's got it on remote. He's got it on a remote control. So here, they go here, he goes here, boom, bam, well, At least touchdown. you're standing in the frame in we that should, picture. We should, we should turn this into a touch screen, touch screen that we can diagnose football oh. on. When you build your next studio, give yeah. it. Yeah, that's right it. That all right, so I mentioned two. He's won 13 of the last 14 he started, including all six this year. Uh, on the season, he's got 70% completions, 1,980 yards, 15 touchdowns, three picks, quarterback rating of 115.9, leads the NFL in a ton of different categories. His third down quarterback rating, 147, the highest we've seen since 1991. It all starts around throwing the football. You've got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, both top five in the NFL in receiving yards on the Crazy. same team, quarterbacked by Tua, and he missed – like three, three games, games, right? Yeah. And still, still no Tyreek Hill, he's got five games already this season, more than 120 yards. Uh, the six-time Pro Bowler coming off a game he had 143 last week. He leads the NFL 76 catches, leads the NFL 1,104 yards. Yes, he's on a pace to be the first receiver ever over 2,000. Waddle on the all-rookie team one year ago. He has got 812 yards, six touchdowns, 17.5 a catch. And what's crazy about Waddle is he has gone from – 9.8 is a rookie, the largest increase in NFL history from the first season to the second season. Last year, he had over 1,000 yards, over 100 catches, and didn't even average 10 yards a catch. Now he's up to 17.3 yards per catch. They attacked the middle of the field. We've told you about that already. Hill and Waddle on pace for 3,619 yards, which would be the record for a duo in NFL history by a wide margin. The previous Crazy. record, 3,174 yards. Do you want to give one guess? It happened in our youth. It happened during our youth. 1995 was the year. 1995. They played against the, your favorite team of your youth twice a year. Oh, no, it would have been Carter and Moss. No. That would have been so eliminate them. them. Eliminate the Vikings. Um, Not the Herman Packers. Moore and... Why am I blanking on the other one? It's fa it's definitely Detroit. Herman Moore and who's the other? Brett Perriman. Brett Perriman. Brett Perriman. Three thousand one hundred and seventy-four yards. How about this? Five of the NFL's ten single-game highest receiving yardage totals this season belong to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Just Crazy. bonkers. Yeah, Receptions of fifteen or more yards. Hill is first in the NFL with thirty. Waddle second with twenty-two. They are. Elite. They get the ball out quickly. He has Waddle's like ninety percent of Hill, and they yeah. have them both. They have them both. He hasn't been sacked in two of the last three. Only pressured on fourteen percent of his dropbacks. Lowest in the NFL. Their line has been surprisingly good. Remember, they brought in Teron Armstead, big contract, a three-time Pro Bowler from the Saints. He hasn't allowed a sack this year. Their left guard, Robert Jones, an undrafted free agent a year ago, he got his first start last week. Did not allow a sack. Their center, they signed a big free agent out of Dallas, Connor Williams. No sacks this season. He's the number four center at Pro Football Focus. Robert Hunt, their second rounder two years ago. He is the number nine guard. Right tackle's been an issue. They hope to get Austin Jackson back. He's been out since week one, their first rounder in 2020. Otherwise, it'll be Brandon Shell, a veteran with 65 starts. He has not allowed a sack. They tried starting a guy named Greg Little, who was 
He started the first five games here, four sacks, 27 pressures. He's been benched. No surprise there. That's the end of that. That yeah. is the end of that experience. Uh, and the, can they run the ball? Yes. Jeff Wilson, he comes in first game, out snaps Raheem Mostert. Let me get back on my mark. Uh, he had nine carries, 51 yards, and a touchdown receiving. <laughs> Raheem Mostert's darn good in his own right. He leads the team with 478 yards, so they can run it. They've got speed. And then they've got Mike Kosicki, who is basically a tight end playing receiver or a receiver playing tight end. 6'6", 250. He's had back-to-back years of 700-plus yards. They sign them with a franchise tag but this year just 22 catches 238 yards four touchdowns but he has scored three touchdowns in the last four games they are explosive it's all about Tua getting the ball to Tyreek Hill Cedric Wilson they'll run a lot of RPOs Tua oh here's another category he leads the NFL in 8.7 yards per attempt on RPOs and 117 grading both best in the NFL. Good job by you. Rumpke Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated with the joins of customers and employees. You'll become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more on that. We've got a score on a Thursday night coming up next. Oh, you listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And Browns fans catch the Kevin Stefanski Show with Z and Gerard tonight, 7 to 8 at Teams on Eastland Road to Middlebrook Heights. Meet Browns tight end Harrison Bryant. Check out Thursday Night Football as the guys get you set for Sunday's game against the Dolphins. We have a score, Gibbe. We do Thursday Night Foosball. The Atlanta Falcons, 4 and 5 on the year. Going to Carolina to battle the Panthers in a huge NFC South showdown Is that it? Al Michaels can't wait for. Over it's under seven cocktails for Mr. Michaels tonight. The, the Johnny Blue over. is going to be had in the second quarter. I think that's a lock. Boy, second quarter. Yeah, it's going like to. He is going to be. He is going to be so ornery on this. Yeah. He'll be seething the that's fact that he has to do this game. Worth watching. How does he even sell it? Like, I'll be watching. The, well, I won't because I have hoops. But, I, well, I guess I can start it. When I start, I'll just go to the beginning. I can't wait to see, like, the very opening. Like, how does he pitch it? How, yeah. How are you setting the scene? I feel like they haven't even done ads for this one. Why would you? It's right. It's a debacle. It how do you see debacle. it, Dr. Z? Well, because it's Thursday, whatever the Panthers are, I like them. Me too. I love Carolina. Love Carolina. Love them. Oh, baby. Keep the momentum going. Yeah. P.J. Walker, let's go, baby. Yeah. Yeah, it's big. Carolina, huge, big. huge, huge. Big in this one. Big, 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 big. All right. We're back tomorrow with a full edition of the scores. Continue to get you set for this one. Next level's next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.